This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Back here to Harry Harvey Stadium, Greg Pecco, Christo Garavala. Start of the fourth quarter. Tigers lead 24-27-7 here in the fourth quarter as they have the football at their, or excuse me, Radner has the football at the Tigers 36. And sorry, we've apologized for some technical issues we've had with Christo's mic here as we're trying to correct those. Corrick under center. Three wide receivers set, one man in the backfield. First and ten at the 36 of the Tigers. In motion goes Jacques. Handoff quickly to Bryant. Up the middle he runs and brought down at the 29 after a gain of six. Brought down by number 16, Joe Vesco. Joe bringing Bryant down, but Bryant is all over the place tonight. He's finding the holes. He's a decent running back. He's waiting for things to open up. He's got He's got great footwork, and he's just making plays right now. So second down and three for Radner at the Tigers 29. 11.30 left in this game. Tigers lead at 27-7. Joey Pham back in at corner after leaving in the third quarter with an injury. Cork under center. Three wide receiver set. Jocks far side in the slot. Handoff again to Brian. He bounces to the outside. Finds a little bit of a hole. He crosses the 25. Crosses the 20. Pushed out of bounds at the 15 finally by Ryan first. I'll tell you what, Brian doing a great job running the ball. He's got great footwork, in and out of the holes, in and out, in and out, and doing a nice job finding the holes, getting his head up the field, looking for stuff in front of him. He's just doing a great job running the ball right now. And he's not the most fleet of foot running back, but he's very patient, and he picks that hole, as you mentioned. Absolutely, and you know what? Those are the type of running backs that college pe- that college scouts look for, people with good fo- footwork and can be patient because you have to be patient in the college game. So 11-12 left, first down and 10 from the Tigers, 15 for Radner. They go three wide, far side is Wilson and Jacques, near side Yang. In motion goes Jacques to the near side. Handoff again to Bryant out of the backfield. He's hit and only picks up four yards this time. Brought down by number 44, Parker Moss, doing a good job coming across the line of scrimmage, fighting through the offensive tackles, block, and bringing down Bryant. But Bryant, once again, finding the holes and getting up the field. Under 11 minutes here left in the football game. Tigers lead 27-7. Radner moving the football low into their territory. Second down and seven here from the Tigers' 12. So Cork comes out of the huddle under center. Far side, Jacques, the inside receiver. And then outside of him is Connolly. Near side, Wilson. And you have Bryant in the backfield. And now a flag down as... It's probably going to be a false start as Wilson was set and then backed up and moved. Dead ball foul. <clears throat> false start on the offense. Five-yard penalty still second down. So that'll back up Radner, and that hurts their, their momentum here, Christo. Absolutely. But you know what? As Radner, all you want to do is just try and get better and better. And right now they're getting better. This fourth quarter, I, I mean, I would have to say Radner's doing a great job running the ball. The second part of that third quarter, they did a great job running the ball. And right now you just have to get momentum and move on the next week. 10-18 left. Three wide receivers set for Radner. Bryant in the backfield on second and 12 from the 17 of the Tigers. Cork now checks his defense. And oh. more movement along the line. Dead ball foul, false start, offense, 
Five-yard penalty, second down. So back them up even further, and it'll be second down and 22. Ball will be spotted at the 22. Ten minutes to play. You can't have those types of mistakes right now. You're doing a great job moving the ball down the field, and then you have a setback and a penalty like that, and you're moving back, and now you have a two in a row. That's just tough to overcome right now. And I guess you can have all the talent in the world, and penalties will kill you every time. Penalties and turnovers will kill you. Nine minutes. Cork out of the shotgun. He's going to look to throw. He's under pressure by Ken Smith. He throws it into the ground. Oh, and then a late hit along the near sideline as Joey Pham goes down hard. And you know what? Right there, Marple's quarterback, I'm sorry, excuse me, Ratner's quarterback, Mike Korig, just cannot find any open receivers. He's under pressure. Uh, his, all, of his, all of his receivers are covered. The patterns are not being run good right now, and they just can't find the open man. So that'll be third down and 17 now from the 22. 9.35 left in the football game. Tigers lead it 27-7, and for Radner, this is pretty much four-down territory anyway, Christo. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You're trying to get points. You're trying to get better for next week. Um, and right now, you just have to do whatever it takes to move the ball. Trips far side, four receivers, one near side. Now in motion goes Wilson to the near side. Out of the shotgun goes Cork. He's under pressure. He's going to look to throw to the end zone. Ooh. He's got Wilson. Touchdown. Wilson makes the catch. Touchdown, Radner. You know what? I have to say... He- Ah, wow. Mike Korig was under pressure. He does a good job uh, getting getting the ball in the air because he is under pressure. He's backstepping in the pocket, and he throws the ball. Wilson open in the back of the end zone. Wilson also, before he makes the catch, he's falling to the backside of the goal line, feet moving back, makes a great catch for the touchdown. And guess what? Nine minutes left in the game. Two score. You're only down two scores. Let's see what happens here. Coons the kick for the extra point. 9.27 left. Snap is good. And it is blocked oh. by the Tigers on the inside that time was number 53, Connor Breslin. Connor doing a great job getting through the line of scrimmage, gets his hand up, blocks the kick, and you know what? Instead of two scores to win the game, now you need uh, two scores and a field goal to win it. So two blocks do it, 27-13. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. Looking for a fun night out with friends or family? Visit Sprawl Lanes located on Sprawl Road next to the Dairy Queen. Voted best place to bowl in Delaware County by the Daily Times, Sprawl Lanes is equipped with 36 lanes with automatic scoring, a sound system, full-service snack bar, an arcade, and pro shop. Sprawl Lanes offers a variety of open bowling specials, package deals, and leagues for the casual or more serious bowler. Interested in having a birthday party? Choose from three different packages that will make your special occasion a memorable one. Stop by the center or visit the website at www.sprawlanes.com for pricing information or to book your next experience. Speak with one of the qualified staff members by calling 610-544-4524 today. Coons to kick off for Radner here in the fourth quarter. Greg Pecco, Christo Garavalos with you. Tigers lead 27-13. Back to receive is White Fam and Rosanio at their own 10. If you're just joining us, Samara Mote has not played in this second half. An onside kick by oh. Radner. Hard to tell who touched it as it crossed the 50. Radner appears to have it. They think they have it. 
It was a heck of an onside kick by Coons. And they got it. And Christo looked like the Tigers weren't even looking for that. No, not at all. And you know what? The ball did go 10 yards, I have to say, from here, from this vantage yeah. point. Did go 10 yards. Radner with a great onside kick, and they recover. Let's see what the ref says. We are first touching on the kicking team. Therefore, it is first down for Newtown. So it was tough to tell. The ball is kicked from the 40. Around the 48, a whole gang of Red Raiders were around the football, very close to it, trying to get on that. But it was hard to tell if they touched it, so the officials say they do. And it'll be now Tigers football at the at the midfield mark. And there's some confusion between the two teams. As you have two... You have the wrong offense, the wrong defense on the field here, Christo, as the officials initially signaled to Radner football. And now they're saying Marble Newtown football, and the Radner coaches are upset on that far side. And Absolutely, because, I mean, just to be honest with you, Greg, I mean, just to be honest, he, he kicked it, and I saw it went 10 yards, and the guy recovered it. And for the ref doing that, well, I don't know. I wasn't down there. Well, it's hard to tell from here. As we said, the way they, they had the onside kick, they took a big bounce at the 45. It was Dead ball foul. Unsportsmanlike conduct on Radner. That's 15-yard penalty. First down. It was kicked from the 40, so they're 15 yards extra added on. Kicked from the 40. It bounced at the 45. At that point, the kicking unit for the Radner really kind of surrounded the football in a circle, so it was hard to tell if they touched it first or not. But the officials rule they did, and now Marple will get a big boost as they will start from the Radner 35 with 9.24 left in this fourth quarter as they lead at 27-13. And Christo, just an odd series of, of events right there. Absolutely. And you know what? If Radner did come up with the ball, they could have moved. They could have done something here. But right now, they let uh, Marple have the ball right in their own uh, territory. Rodinger under center, and it is Moat back in the football game now. Handoff goes to Moat, and he's hit immediately in the backfield by number 14, O'Connell. Joe Conley right there. Oh, Conley, excuse me. <laughs> doing a great job bringing Moat down. Moat finds a nice hole there, but just looks uh, he looks a little uncertain of what he's going to do there. But you know what? Joe Conley does a good job bringing him down for a loss of one. I think that makes us one for one now, mulligan-wise there, Christo. Uh, I, th- I, think I, I think I used about two or three tonight, Greg. <laughs> Some boom song, uh, uh, a few there. Yep. 8.53 left, second down and 12 for Marple Newtown here in the football game as they lead it by two touchdowns. Rodinger under center, Mote in the backfield. Handoff goes to Mote up the middle. He takes it for four yards and brought down at the 33. Tripped up by number three, Tim Wilson, right there. Gets a gets his hand right around Samara Mote's foot and brings him down. But Mote still running for about six yards there. So 8.27 to play. Tigers lead 27-13. This will be third down and seven from the Radner 32. Field goal distance-wise, it's about a 49-yarder for Nicolardi from this point. But Tigers are looking for another touchdown that would probably seal the deal. Fam near side with Shiraki. Rosanio. And here goes the pitch to Moat. He bumbles it in the backfield. And Radner's on the football. So... Issues on the exchange and the pitches tonight for Marple Newtown have cost them, and it does so once again here. 
as they lose the football on a fumble. And Reidinger with a reverse pivot there tries to toss the ball out to Moat. Moat can't can't handle it. It's a little bit low of the toss, and Moat fumbles, and Tim Wilson recovers the fumble there. And you know what? Momentum's moving a little bit. Radner can score here. It's a whole other game. So eight minutes on the clock here in the final quarter. Radner comes out, three wide receiver set. Corrick under center. He's got Bryant behind him, near side Connolly. Handoff goes to Bryant. He's going to try and bounce to the outside. Now cuts back up the middle. Three makes a few men miss and picks up six yards. Joe Vesco getting his hands around Bryant right there. And Bryant doing a good job, still finding the holes, still using his uh, feet there, doing a good job running the ball tonight. 7.40 left in the game. 27-13 to 13 lead for Marple Newtown. Radner has the football at their own 39 now. This will be second down and four. They come out. With three wide receivers, near side Connolly, the tight end is Hines. Bryan in the backfield. In motion now is Jocks to the near side of the field. Handoff goes to Bryan. He tries to find some room. He gets to the edge. He's got the first down. He crosses the 50, steps out of bounds at the 49. Pushed out of bounds by number 24, Ryan Schallenberger. And right there, Bryant just stiff-arming people right in the face, getting up the field, using the sideline for, for his advantage. Because he, when he goes out of bounds, the clock will stop, and that gives Bryant a little bit more time to identify what play they're going to call next and what they're going to do. And it seems like here comes the tough part for the teams. two teams. Once they get in the other side of the 50, to their opponent's side of the 50, they seem to either make mistakes, they turn the football over, they've had penalties. It's been a sloppy game both ways. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. So three wide receivers. you got Wilson far side. In motion now goes Jacques to the near side of the field. Handoff goes to Brian. He tries to go right up the middle. He is hit and only picks up a yard, maybe two. Right there, Ryan Schallenberg once again on the tackle, doing a great job of just bringing Bryant down. And, and Radner right there, Greg, they're trying to run the guard trap, but the guard didn't seem to pull there because Schallenberger was right in that A-gap, and the guard just didn't pull. And when you're not pulling, you don't have a guard trap, and you can't block that inside linebacker who's right in your face. Second down and nine. Ball at the Tigers, 48 here for Radner. Cork coming from the sideline now, just getting into the huddle here. Tigers lead 27-13, 6-37 left to play in the game. And big implications heading into next week as Springfield has lost to Strathaven. Far side Wilson was Jacques, the slot receiver. Near side Bryant moves into the receiver role. Connolly near side wing back and Hines the running back. Fakes to Hines. Cork's going to look to throw. He's going to throw far side of the field. It is caught far side and dropped then by Wilson as Fan picks it up and now the Cork is down and this is most likely roughing the passer. So it is a personal fail on Marple Newtown with the initial signal. And it was a catch on the far side by Wilson. It looked like he had dropped it, but he did make the catch at the 45-yard line on the far side of the field. And the offensive line of Radner having a tough time on the pass protection with Marple's defensive line. Marple's defensive line. On defense, the pass was complete. He takes 15 yards from the end of the run. First down. So 15 yards added on. The roughing the passer. Go ahead, finish your thought, Christo. No, and um, I'm sorry. Radner's offensive line is just having a tough time. And Marple's defensive line, they're putting pressure in the quarterback's face all night. 
6.15 left in the game. 27-13 lead for Radner. Connolly near side receiver, far side. Yang, William Wilson, and Jocks handoff up the middle to Bryant. He's going to try and bounce it to the outside. He's got a few men on him. There's a flag down. Bryant still on his feet. He crosses the 25, running out of bounds at the 22, but that flag most likely will be a holding call. Yeah, it might be, Greg, but once again, Bryant just making people miss, keeping his feet moving and having good vision right now, and he's using the sideline to his advantage right now. We send it down to the head official, Larry Soler. And it will go back, so it will be a hold on the initial signal. We will wait for the official call, but obviously advantageous now this for Marple Newtown is the penalty. And Christo, what has Bryant been able to do? Is it just the patience and the ability to, to make guys miss that has made his success? Holding, offense, 10 yard penalty, repeat first down. You know what? The running back, Bryant, has been doing a great job because he's being patient. And when you're patient, offensive linemen can get on their blocks. You have to give offensive linemen a second to block those linebackers when they're getting through the defensive line. And his vision and his patience is just doing wonders for him tonight. 27-13, 5.54 left. Out of the shotgun, four wide receivers for Cork. Bryant, the running back, with him. Corrick's going to look to throw. He's being pressured. Handoff now on a delay to Bryant up the middle. Schellenberger trying to get to him, and Bryant slides down at the 31. Pickup of nine. And Schellenberger right there just trips up the quarterback. You know what? If he doesn't trip him up, the court, I'm sorry, Bryant runs for about another 5, 10 yards, then gets a first down, and then you're within field goal range, uh, and it's just a whole other game, even though there's only five minutes left. So second down and 12 now from the 32-yard line for the Red Raiders. They come out out of the shotgun again with Corrick Bryant. The running back, four wide receivers split. Corrick's going to look to throw in the middle of the field. He's got Wilson. He makes the catch. Excuse me, that's Yang. Makes the catch just shy of a first down at the 21. Young running the post route there, and the other receiver is running the flat route. And when they get crisscrossed up like that, you have to pass them off on the defensive side of the ball. But right there, nobody passes the, the flat off, and nobody is covering that, that uh, post off. So when you, ha- when you don't have anybody covering the post, then you have a game like that, Greg. Four wide receivers split again. Out of the shotgun for Cork once more. Bryant, the running back. Cork takes the snap. He's going to keep it. He's bottled up at the 20, and it's going to be close to a first down. Depends on the spot. Chris Kirk and all over the tackle on that QB ISO, just staying at home, making the play right there on the quarterback. So it is an official first down as they will move the change. 4-31 left to play in the game. Tigers lead it by two touchdowns, 27-13. to This will be first down and 10 from the 20 for Radner in Marple Territory. So four wide receivers once again out of the shotgun. This time, Wilson's going to come out as the quarterback. Couric in the wingback slot up front. Motion along the lines, flags down. And it'll probably be a, this will be a false start. As we await the official signal, it is 4-11, 27-13 lead for Marple Newtown. Dead ball foul. Encroachment on the defense, five-yard penalty, first down. And now an encroachment call. Backs Marple Newtown down to the 15 now defensively with 4-11 to play, 27-13. And 
First down and five now for Radner at the Tigers 15. Clock ticks just under four minutes here. Out of the shotgun, you have Jacques far side with Yang. Near side, Connolly. Corrick, the wing back, and Wilson, the quarterback. Wilson, he's going to try and take it. Tigers are on him, number 44 from Marblewood Town. Parker Moss read it the whole way. Parker Moss staying on his path as a blitzing linebacker, not getting caught up in anything else, and just bringing Tim Wilson down for a loss of four yards. Tim Wilson had nowhere to go, under pressure right from the start of the snap, and right there when you have nowhere to go, you can't just throw the ball because you have people in your face. And a timeout by Radner with 3.27 to play. Tigers lead 27-13. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. Zach's Hamburgers is a proud sponsor of Marple Newtown Football. Come visit any of our five restaurants located all across Delaware County in Aston, Crumlin, Havertown, Folsom, and Media. Determine for yourself why Zach's Hamburgers was voted the best hamburgers in Delaware County. Our family atmosphere, fresh ground beef, and sandwiches cooked to order are one of a kind. Don't forget to ask about the burger of the month as well as the Sunday special. For more information, visit our website at www.zacksburgers.com. Come taste the difference at Zach's Hamburgers. And go Tigers! This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Back here, final three and a half minutes in the football game. Tigers lead 27-13. to 13. Greg Pecco, Christo Garavales here with you on the Tigers Radio Network. It'll be second down and 14 for Radner at their own 24 after Parker Moss just blew up a Wildcat play for Radner. You know what, Parker's been doing a great job all season, and tonight he's just playing like a madman. Four wide receivers out of the shotgun is Cork. Near side is Wilson and Conley. Far side, Jacques and Yang. In the backfield is Bryant with Cork. Cork takes the snap. He's going to look to throw. He's under pressure. He's rolling far side. He tries to throw. It is knocked away from number 20, Jacques on the far side of the field. And the story tonight, Greg, Marple's defensive line is just bringing pressure. And when you're bringing pressure and the quarterback cannot sit in that pocket and throw the ball and find the open receiver, then you're going to have troubles. The only good thing for Radner is it makes the clock stop and gives them another chance to get a first down. 3.29 left. Third down and 14 from the 24 for Radner. 27-13 to 13 lead for Marple. Newtown, four-down territory for the Red Raiders. Taking their time once again out of the huddle. They've already been penalized once for delay a game. Now they have to try and rush to the line. Some confusion now. As Wilson goes far side with Bryant. Four wide receivers. Yang near side with Connolly. Out of the shotgun. Jacques is the running back with Cork, the quarterback. Cork's going to look to throw. He's under pressure again. He's going to throw middle of the field. And it is incomplete. Knocked away from Connolly. Joe Vesco. Great coverage by him. Great job knocking the ball away. Decent throw by Radner's quarterback right there, but Joe Vesco was all all on top of that receiver, breaking it up there. So fourth down and 14 from the Tigers, 24 for Radner. This is most likely the ball game for Radner if they are unable to convert for a first down here as they are down by two touchdowns with 3.23 to play. They break the huddle here. They're going to go four wide receivers. You're going to have Wilson and Bryant far side. Near side is Connolly and Yang. Cork out of the shotgun. 
with Jocks next to him. Corrick's going to look to throw. Three-step drop. He's going to throw far side of the field, and it is picked off in the end zone. Far side of the field for Marble Town. Great job by Shiraki. He stays in his deep thirds coverage there as a safety and comes over the top to pick off pick off, uh, pick off, off the pass right there. And that just seals the game for Marple. It was a tough game, you know. Radner fought hard all night. But right there, Marple just becomes the better team, making plays, overcoming the turnovers, overcoming the mistakes, and does a great job intercepting the ball, giving Marple the ball back just to run out the clock here. Pass intended for Wilson in the back corner of the end zone and Shiraki as you mentioned got over there and got in front of him makes the big play and now for Marple Newtown a couple of first downs will seal this football game up they come out and now a timeout by Marple Newtown as they lead 27 to 13 with 315 left you're listening to the Tigers radio network suffering from back or neck pain injury or headaches the Advanced Chiropractic Center and Dr. Tom Graziano have been serving Marple Newtown and Delaware County residents for over 15 years. Dr. Tom Graziano enjoys helping his patients without drugs or surgery. He takes a gentle approach, utilizes current techniques, and has several massage therapists on staff. Advanced Chiropractic Center accepts all kinds of insurances, including most HMOs, as well as accident cases. It is the mission of Advanced Chiropractic Center to take their time with all of their patients and give them the care they deserve. Do you have a question? Just mention that you heard about Dr. Tom Graziano from the Tigers Radio Network or Marple Newtown Football for a free consultation. Call the Advanced Chiropractic Center at 610-356-2300. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Back here, fourth quarter, 3.15 to play. Tigers lead 27-13. Greg Pecco, Christo Garavales with you. They come out three running backs in the backfield. They are Rosanio, Moat, and Moat gets the handoff. He's going to try and cut up the middle. He gets maybe a yard on the play, Christo. Brought down by number 63, Mike Stavrakis, playing that defensive line position, doing a good job bringing Moat down. And right now at this point, Greg, just got to get ready for next week and have a big showdown against Springfield. It's going to be a great game next week. Can't wait. Timeout by Radner on the far side of the field. We will keep it here, Christo, and we will talk about next week with Springfield for Marple Newtown. Marble Newtown going to Springfield. Springfield now has lost two straight heading into that game next week in a game that has major playoff seating implications. Absolutely. You know what? Got to give Springfield a little bit of credit here. They went undefeated for seven games. They do have a great offense. I've seen them play Haverford. Their running back is very good. He's very patient like Brian, has better, much better footwork, and has speed. They have a good quarterback in strength. Their offensive line is big and strong. They can move the ball. They can pass the ball. And defensively, Springfield has everything. They have D-line. They have linebackers. And when you have that strong front seven and you're playing a running team like Marple, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough game next week. And Strathaven is a hot team that Springfield ran into today. And Haven, if if Academy Park loses to Interborough tonight, Haven moves into that five spot, and that potentially sets up either a Marple Newtown Haven game if Marple Newtown can't move up a few slots. Absolutely, and right now Haven's playing hot. You know they have the playoff experience, they have the playoff system down pat. So if they can keep getting, if they can keep on this roll, you never know what can happen in the playoffs. Three oh three left, second down and ten from the twenty for Marple Newtown. Moat in the backfield with Fam. Handoff goes to Moat up the middle. He bounces back 
picks up two, three yards, and that's it. 2.57 to play in this football game. Brought down by number 63, Mike Stavrakos, doing a great job all night, has about seven tackles tonight, and just laying mode out right there, pushing his feet, pushing mode down. But right now, Marple just has to get through this game, get through these next two, min- two minutes and 30 seconds, and just run the clock out. 2.30 left in the football game. Tigers lead by two touchdowns. Fam's going to be the near side receiver. Rosanio, near side wingback. Antista, far side wingback. Fam, or excuse me, Moat directly behind Rodinger, who's under center. Rodinger's going to look to throw. He's going to throw intended for Fam. He's got a few steps on his man. Oh, and it hits Fam in the shoulder, and he drops it at the 50. And Fam had number three, Tim Wilson beat. And you know what? Fam runs a great fade, fade out right there. Rodinger throws a great ball. It just hits Fam right on the helmet and an incomplete pass there. It looked as if Fam took his head, his eye off that football at the very last second, and that's why it hit him in the shoulder. Absolutely, and when the when he when Fam was looking up for the ball, it was right under this far side light uh, next to the press boxes. Maybe he got caught up with that and couldn't find the ball because it was a perfectly thrown ball by Rodinger. Two sixty left. Kirky in to punt to Wilson. It's a high punt. It's only going to make it to the 45. It bounces, takes a Tiger bounce, takes another Tiger bounce at the 40. Now across the 30. And it is going to settle at the 33 of Radner. So a heck of a punt that hit on the Tiger side of the field at the 47 goes all the way to the Radner 33. Absolutely. And Radner right there. I don't know why the kid, the punt return man, Brian, was standing where the ball is bouncing. You have to get out of the way because if that touches you, Marble can just jump on it and it's, back to, and it's their ball again. And right there, you have to be a little more attentive and just run away from the ball and get ready to go. 2-0-2, no timeouts left. It's going to be very difficult for Radner to put two touchdowns on the board in that amount of time considering they have taken a long time to get down the field in the first place tonight. But in any event, they go three wide receivers to the near side, one far side. Cork out of the shotgun with Bryant. Now in motion goes Jacques to the far side of the field. Cork looks to throw. He's got some time. He throws over the middle of the field incomplete. I don't know who that was intended for, Christo. You know what? The, the receiver, Tim Wilson, was shorted it up there, ran a curl out, and I guess the, run, the quarterback was hoping he would run a fade route, but a uh, little off communication there. Nobody was there, and pass was incomplete. So that brings up second down and ten from their own 33-yard line. Just under two minutes left here. Tigers lead by two touchdowns. No timeouts left for Radner. They're throwing at this point. Wilson near side with Yang. Connolly far side of the field receiver. Cork out of the shotgun again. Cork's going to look to throw. He's under pressure. He dumps a little screen to Bryant. He's got some room to move. He's got to beat a couple Tigers. He's hit from behind after he picks up the first down. And you know, brought down. Great job by Connor Breslin. Getting, sprinting down the field. He's a defensive lineman. Bradner runs a screen right there. Brian has good vision and good footwork. Gets up the field, but Connor Breslin with the heart right there just keeps running and knocks knocks Bryant down. First and 10 from Theron 46 now, 142 left. Taking their time here as they come to the football. Far side of the field is going to be Jacques and Conway. Near side is going to be Bryant and Schaefer. Corrick out of the backfield. Empty backfield now for Corrick as Hines moves over to the far side of the field as well. And Corrick's going to look to throw. He's got some time. He's going to throw middle of the field intended for Wilson. Incomplete just out of the hands of Joe Begso in the middle of the field. 
You know what? Just too much coverage right there for Radner. They have three guys on top of one. They have a safety. They have their strong safety on top of Wilson. And you just can't throw the ball right there. You have to look to the outside guys, the guys who are on one-on-one coverage. Because when you get one-on-one coverage, anything can happen. Your receiver can make the play or the D-back can make the play. But right there, just not a good decision. So 117 left, second down and 10. Ball at their own 46 for Radner. They're going to go empty backfield again. Three wide receivers to the far side, two to the near. Cork out of the shotgun. He takes the snap. He's got some time. He's going to roll far side of the field. Now he's going to step up and throw to the middle of the field. And it is in and out of the hands of Jocks as he's hit immediately by Vegzo to loosen the football. Vegzo does a great job to wait until the ball is just about in the receiver's hand and then knocks him down for the incomplete pass. But right there, as Radner, you want to try to get down the field. You want to try to score some points. But you can't. You just don't have the you don't have the options right now. Marvel playing blanket defense right now on top of all Radner's receivers, just not just not letting them go down the field. And, and Jocks was wide open, but great closing speed by the Tigers' defense prevents the completion. So four wide receivers set now for Cork. Cork now takes the snap out of the shotgun. He looks to throw. He's under pressure, and he's taken down by Ken Smith and Kirkian. Ken Smith just takes the offensive tackle right into the quarterback's lap. At the last second, Ken Smith gets off the block using his hands and sacks the quarterback down for a loss of about 10 yards. And right now you have about 45 seconds left. Just try to run the clock out here and just go home. Fourth down and very long. It is 25 yards to that first down marker. 38 seconds left, 27 to 13. Barring a miracle, the Tigers are going to guarantee themselves a home game in these upcoming District 1 playoffs. Back to pass is Cork now to the four wide receiver set. He's hit again and driven back. Ball comes out at the last second, but they're going to say he was down. It doesn't matter. It's Tigers football either way. Connor Breslin playing defensive end. Abusing the offensive tackle, getting off the block, bringing the Radners quarterback down. Second sack in a row, another loss of about five, six yards, and it's just game over right now, Greg. So we can certainly expect the victory formation from the Tigers' offense here with the ball at the Red Raiders' 20 with 23 seconds left. One kneel down will do it. The Red Raiders have nothing left in the way of timeouts. And Rodinger comes out under center. In that victory formation, ball has yet to be officially spotted. So we await the officials. And there's the official signal to start play. Rodinger will kneel on it. And that will run the clock out here as the Tigers are going to come away with a 27-13 victory. They'll move to 7-2. and two on the season here and they guarantee themselves at least one home playoff game as they can't be any worse than the four seed in district one 3a playoffs that are coming up we will return with a post-game recap in a moment you're listening to tigers radio network another coffee shop no not at all burlap and bean is a family-owned and operated coffee house what's the difference well for starters ambiance You walk in through the front door, and the first thing you want to do is flop onto their overstuffed leather couch. From your comfortable seat, you'll notice that the walls have been richly painted with the warm colors of fall and host local artwork that rotates monthly. Sit back, take a deep breath in, and let the fragrant aroma of freshly roasted fair trade organic coffee beans roasted on the premises waft over you. 
Can you feel the stress of your day just melting away? Thursday night is open mic night from 7 to 10 p.m. There are always various forms of self-expression ranging anywhere from comedy, spoken word, poetry, music, and the occasional tap dancer. Burlap and Bean is transformed from a cozy cafe into an intimate music venue each weekend. Every Friday and Saturday night, you can enjoy a live acoustic concert. Get there early, as seats are first come, first serve. For more information, visit their website at www.burlapandbean.com. Back here, end of the football game. Tigers lead 20 or win 27 to 13 here, improved to 7 and 2 on the season. Radner drops to 0 and 9. And Christo, the Tigers now have Springfield to look forward to next week for seeding basically at this point. They're guaranteed a home game, but they can get a better seed if they can go and beat Springfield, who lost today against Strathaven, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, and you know what? They have to come ready to play next week because Springfield is a very good football team. They have receivers, they have running backs, and they have a great quarterback in Strand. And their defense, their linebackers, a Division One prospect, their defensive line is big, and they can play defensive football as a team. And when you do that, you can come out ready to play. And Marple has to be ready to play next week. They have to be able to do what they do best, running the ball, and keep Springfield off balance with Pham and Moat and Rosania. You can't just leave one of those guys out of it. Because if you do, Springfield's going to come ready with a good game plan. They have a good young coaching staff, and they're ready to play. After two losses, you know they are. And clearly tonight was not Marple Newtown's sharpest game played and they're going to have to play a lot better as you mentioned going into Springfield. Does that happen when you face a team that's 0-8? It shouldn't happen but it, it, it does. You know what? It happens. You know, you had an emotional game last week. First of all, you had an emotional game against Stoga. You, you win that game and then you come back home. You have a big game against Haverford. You come out to a loss and then you come back against an 0-8 team who's re- who really is fighting for anything. Any type of positive they can get out of this game is good for Radner. And they fought hard all night. They did a great job running the ball. If they could have completed a couple of passes, could have been a different game. But Marple playing like football. Excuse me. Marple playing great football. Defensive, defensive, defensively doing a great job. And Moat, once again, running the ball, doing a nice job. So last week, as we mentioned, we both kind of said it was a trap game. So coming out here, the emotions running high as we try and get some final stats for you here. Going into Springfield, what's the Tigers' keys going in there next week? You have to stop their running back. He is very, very good. He is very patient. His footwork is awesome. His vision is great. He is a great running back. And also, Strain, the quarterback, can throw the ball all over the field to their receivers. They run that spread offense, as Haverford did last week. They run the option, but they also throw the ball a lot. If you can stop one of them, you have a great chance of winning. So here are the final stats for the game. Team rushing for Marple Newtown, 211 for Radner, 120. Team passing Tigers through for 80 yards. I believe that might be a season high for Marple Newtown. Absolutely. Might be for the last two seasons. Uh, 58 yards for Radner. First downs, 13-12 to 12 in favor of Marple Newtown. Samara Moat leading rusher, 17 carries, 114 yards, and a touchdown on a day where he was hobbled by uh, an, an early injury. Uh, Bryant, 16 carries, 106 yards for the, the young Radner running back. Shiraki, one reception, 51 yards. It was a big touchdown here in the game. Receptions for Radner, two for 33 yards. And then the leading quarter, the quarterbacks, excuse me, Jamie Rodinger, two of six for 80 yards. Two big pass plays that went for touchdowns. And for Corrick, for Radner, five completions on 19 attempts, 58 yards. So there's the stat line 
obviously in favor of the Tigers as well as the score here, Christo. Absolutely, and you know what? You got to give you got to give thumbs up to Radner. They did everything they could. They they ran the ball well. They came out with a decent game plan. But overall, I mean, when you have a stronger team like Marble and they're three-headed monster, they're tough to stop. And when they're rolling on all cylinders. Well, next week the Tigers will travel to Springfield in a game that will decide seating in PIAA District 1 3A playoffs. You can read more about this game and get coverage of the entire 2011 season on eyeofthetigersblog.com. Next week, the Tigers will tentatively participate in a PIAA district playoffs at a a date and time. In two weeks, excuse me. Will tentatively participate in a PIAA district playoffs at a date and time to be determined. Coverage of that game will be provided by myself, Christo Garavallis, and Vince Gallo on Tigers Radio Network live on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Be sure to check www.marplenewtownfootball.com daily for additional postseason information as soon as it becomes available from the Marple Newtown Athletic Department. Color commentator tonight was Christo Garavallis, halftime show host and engineer Vince Gallo, statistician Sam Snyderman, game clock operator Frank Rufo, head football coach for Marple Newtown is Ray Junta, assistant principal and athletic director at Marple Newtown, Dennis Reardon, executive producer of the Tigers Radio Network is Jim Olsman. For Jim, Christo, Vince, and Sam, I'm Greg Pecco. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network, powered by Easy Stream, and heard exclusively on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. This presentation of the Tigers Radio Network has been brought to you by the Advanced Chiropractic Center. The Monroe Agency of Allstate Insurance, Burlap and Bean, Friendlies of Media and Springfield, The Philly Pretzel Factory, Sprawl Lanes, and Zach's Hamburgers. Be sure to follow us online at www.marplenewtownfootball.com, on Facebook at Marple Newtown Football, and on Twitter at MN Tigers. The Marple Newtown Football Boosters Club and the Tigers Radio Network appreciates your listenership. Go Tigers!